Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venomsite's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Carlos. Yo! Tyler. Yo! And Aaron. Hello. We're also joined once more by special guest host and Scream superfan, Allie. Hi, everyone. It's week 11 of our Absolute Carnage podcast series, in which we cover the event's latest comics and tie-ins. Today, we're reviewing Absolute Carnage number 4, Absolute Carnage Scream number 3, Absolute Carnage vs. Deadpool number 3, and Absolute Carnage Avengers number 1. We're going to go ahead and start with the big one, uh, Absolute Carnage number 4. A lot has happened, and uh, this is carrying over from number three, which ended with uh, the Venom symbiote bonding with the immortal Hulk and going to town on uh, Dark Carnage. So we get to see a bit more of that, but not too much, really. It was a little underwhelming, to say the least. Yeah. It was. It kind of reminded me of uh, the Venom versus uh, Poison Spider-Man from uh, Venomverse, right? Yeah, it was Venomverse. Remind me of that fight. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it starts off. You know, we you think that uh, after Venom abandoning Eddie, that you know he would now find someone else strong enough to take on Cletus. And so he bonds to Bruce, you know, making him transform in the process. And then we see here, you know, he still can kind of hold on his own, but Dark Carnage is slightly a bit more powerful just due to, you know, having the Grendel symbiote attached to him. And um, he quickly pretty much just somehow infiltrates his brain and it was able to, you know, subdue him. I think... Like- yeah. I think Carnage was using perhaps those uh, those little worms that he was spitting out in the first issue. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing I'll note about this issue is that uh, we hear a lot of Eddie's voice throughout this issue, but we don't hear a single thing from the symbiote. No, we don't, actually. I didn't notice that, but now that you mention it, we really don't. Yeah, uh, Does this Venom issue... Smash count? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, this issue, uh, did focus more on Eddie, which is, I think is a good thing, because I think the last one kind of more focused on the symbiote, uh, thinking he was weak, but now this issue is m- more focused on Eddie, showing him how he's not weak, how, how he wants Spider-Man, you know, like to watch over his, his, his son, and how he sort of, you know, takes Captain America's shield and he, and he just and he just walks out there, you know, just with with no armor on, he says, and just shows that he's a hero by fighting off all these symbiotes even though he doesn't have one himself. So. Yeah, that that right there was probably one of my favorite parts of the issue, just having Eddie. I think that's like pretty much the first time he's ever uh held Captain America's shield and using it to defend himself. Which I actually thought was pretty nice, so kudos to Donnie and Ryan for putting that in the issue. That that was a great moment for sure. Yeah, that 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 was awesome. When we got to sit in the at Cap Shield the whole time, I'm just kinda thinking, please let Eddie have Cap Shield. And then he did, and it was I think it was probably my favorite part of the whole issue was that right there. Yeah. No. And that, that was definitely a cool moment. And one one thing I'm sort of wondering is that is, is Eddie 
Eddie, it feels like Eddie's going to be a straight-up hero after this event, like, full-fledged hero, because <laughs> he's getting along with all the other superheroes and everything, and, like, shaking hands with Captain America, and... Oh, that's my dream. Well, I mean, I would... <laughs> right. Like, I would hope that this would help Venom's... Venom's, like, reputation, sort of like how Flash did, but this is the... This is the Venom that everyone thought was evil, so maybe, hey, you know, maybe he's not that evil anymore, so... I mean, hopefully, but I I think status quo kind of reigns overall, and he's probably going to go back to killing, you know, folks that kind of deserve it, but, you know. Yeah, I think, um, you know, his development with uh, Spider-Man in this, in this arc has uh, really been an indicator of maybe the direction in which Eddie is going. You know, seeing him take on more of a heroic role, and maybe he'll get the recognition that he's been really longing for since his anti-Venom days, I think. I mean, well, he's he's been longing to be recognized as a hero since his Lethal Protector days. And but next uh, thing you know, yeah. he's going to relapse, and we all know it's going to come. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully not, but like eventually, yeah. I mean, it would hard... I mean, it'd be kind of hard... Try to. I mean, he he has a kid now, and it'd be kind of weird if they just, you know, some writer like in the future, said, you know, just said, "Oh, he's a villain, but he has a kid." You know, I don't know. Like we've we've had a lot of things Eddie like build up and then just fall back down again. But I don't see how someone else could try to break this one down. I don't know. Hopefully this will stick, but yeah, who knows? Now, yeah, Eddie. Definitely, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> but um, Eddie definitely he deserves to be a hero. Like, if looking at just not just absolute carnage, but this entire Venom run, man, he has just been through some stuff, and the the guy deserves to to be a hero and to have that spotlight, like what some of the other Avengers do. Right. Uh. There's a lot of folks that are making complaints how the symbiote is kind of going out of character and it's not really Venom because they're just focusing on Eddie. But it's like, for years, Eddie has been... he He's just been straight up ignored. You know, like, I was watching uh, the the newest the newest episode of, like, of the new Spider-Man series where, where like, the, the last thing they mistake. had... Right, <laughs> right. Well, yeah... Well, last episode they had Eddie as Venom, but then this new episode they kind of just threw Eddie out, and now he's not important at all. And then, like, Ultimate Spider-Man didn't have Eddie at all. So there's been a quite a trend to just kind of ignore Eddie in total when it just comes to Venom. So I'm, I'm really happy Kate's is in love with Eddie and is not just focusing solely on the symbiote just like everyone else does. Yeah. So I, I, so I understand that, yeah, like, Venom is Eddie and the symbiote, but I like that he's focusing more on Eddie, so he's, so he can't just be thrown away for a new host in, like, you know, like, five or six years. But yeah, so... That's just me. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my thought... Oh, sorry. My, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my thoughts on the whole thing is, like, I get that people are reading Venom for, you know, Venom, but... Uh, you know the 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 symbiote to me is the uh is the X factor of the story. It's the it's the it's the cool element of the story, and really you can't really carry 
a story with just a cool element. You need to have some substance to it, some meat. And a character-driven story is that meat. And the best character to focus on in a story about symbiotes is the human character, because that's the character we can relate to. I, I mean, I mean, exactly. I mean, Flash Venom did the same thing. Agent Venom, like Flash, drove the story. Exactly. And it was, and like, and that's why everybody loved it. Because Remender's character work with Flash and his interactions with the symbiote, but it was still the story was, you know, Flash was driving the train. Yeah. So, so even in that series too, like the symbiote was just a straight up a monster. But even this series, like, we still have the symbiote talk and, like, say that he, that he loves Eddie, but it's just more focused on Eddie because he is Venom. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like, like, like I mentioned when we started, uh, reviewing Kate's series, this, this kind of feels like, uh, Eddie's remender moment, you know? Yeah. This is, this is the best book Eddie's ever had, mine. Yeah. And so now, it's also not like they're going to get rid of the symbiote. Like, the symbiote's always going to be there. But yeah. at the end of the day, the, the host is always expendable. So I'm very happy that Kate is, is like, actually focusing on Eddie so he's not expendable. Like, you know, like, uh, Lee. Or, or Flash. Or, <laughs> or Flash or Angelo, right? Strangle you. Have strangle you. Around, build him up. Build him up. Because the symbiote is always going to be there. So, but yes, more... More of my man Eddie, please. Please never have someone else become Venom in the future. Please, uh, going back, please, back please. to the book a bit, um, kind of disappointed with the whole Hulk fight not lasting very long. Yeah. And while, while you know, a little bit more of a fight would have been cool, I kind of thought it was kind of neat that they subverted our expectations. They think, like, oh, there's going to be this big Hulk fight, and then suddenly that Carnage is just laughing as Hulk is fighting him, and he's like, this is great. Miles right. coming like this is a really bad idea that Hulk has the symbiote now because because Carnage can just take that <laughs> right and then, plus I thought the way the way he he beat him was really creative because he's it's the Savage Hulk and not the Devil Hulk because Devil Hulk in the Twilight time was like I don't want anything to do with it this is bad yeah no I, so, like, I, I, I had a feeling them. I had a feeling it was just yeah. gonna be a very short fight so yeah right so the way he beats them is the same thing that he that he did in Mind Bomb. Where he just like drills into your mind and he just shuts you down like he did like the therapist and that. So, so like, that was a that was a nice little callback if that's what that was supposed to be. Um, I also appreciated the uh, you know I see a red door and I want it painted black. I see green black. door. Well, yeah, but, he, <laughs> but it's a song. You know? yeah. I, I can't remember who the singer is because I'm not you know. But but yeah, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. I should have known that, but yes, I mean, nice little callback. Yeah. The the only other thing I was gonna say too is that you know, getting to this point, you know, we've seen Eddie gone through so much, and you know, he's really progressed as, as a character that we know and love. And now that you know he he is a father and he has dealing with him, and you know, it's just that's just something now that we have to just support Eddie for. You know, just make sure that he just takes care of Dylan. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's start talking about things we didn't like. Um, I was going to say the elephant in the room with Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Miles, yeah. But also, yeah, well, what, wait, what happened up, with that? Hold up, hold up now. First off, I want to say Sleeper is just, he's just gone now, you know? You know? There's no Sleeper. You know, just say, like, you know, Sleeper can't take care of himself, he's fine. <laughs> but we don't even see him anywhere. Did he just run away? Did he go... 
Do you go back to his home planet? You know, like, what do you do? What do you do? I just, I just imagine, like, yeah. the doppelgangers, like, throwing him, like, a football, like, across the right. room. <laughs> they, that's what they should have... Right, so folks were kind of confused on how he... How, like, Eddie bonded with the codexes. You should have made it sleeper, bonds with Eddie, and then he takes in the codexes. You could have done that, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I feel, I feel I feel like that would take away from the achievement of Venom because like the whole thing I is suppose, like, yeah. uh, like we are Venom at the end, right? right. And it would be, if he, we are Sleeper, that's not as effective for that moment. But yeah, there's well, yeah, sorry guys, there's no Sleeper in this issue, unfortunately. So maybe no, the next no one, cat avocado. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Miles, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, with we, yeah. yeah, we kind of panned his his last last issue, like, we panned the whole thing, basically, saying, you know, uh, this didn't really have to be a story, and at the end of issue three, Miles shows that he's in control of the symbiote, and then in this one, yeah, somehow, he's not, and he's just fighting. He's not! He's just, no possess, I'm like, wait, what the the hell's going on here? Right, I mean, I would personally choke that up to them having to rewrite it after they Uh get into five issues, yeah. But I also want to say they wanted to make the Miles book end on a happy note. You know, you, you don't want to have it end on, oh, now he's evil, now he's going to go fight the, the rest of the gang. Um, well, I mean, kinda, I mean yeah. the um, separation anxiety didn't end exactly on a happy note. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's like folks we don't care about, though. I mean, this is Miles, though, right? Um, but I'd also say that, uh, shoot, um, I was about to say something. Uh, oh yeah, uh, this, uh, okay, so, him fighting Eddie, and then, and then him saving him is kind of redeeming him for just kind of running away and said, oh, oh crap, Miles is back there, <laughs> right? So, so Eddie kind of redeems himself for letting, letting Miles go by quote-unquote saving him, so, you know, I can give it a pass, I can give it a pass. I, I can, I, I kind of like how they, he did the same thing, what he did to him in issue was it three? Yeah, issue three, where he used the Venom Blast, but on this time it was on him, so that was kind of cool, I guess. You know, at least they did that to save him. So, Allie, you, you were going to say something about Miles? I really liked the ending to Miles' tie-in, because I thought it was cool. You know, hey, he's got this enough willpower and enough inner strength to overpower the symbiote, and then you walk, we walk into this new issue of Absolute Carnage, and it's just gone. It's just gone. It's just like a, re- a reset button. And it was really confusing and really jarring to see because it was like, what happened? Yeah. I, I, I almost kind of like that they ignored that because unlike you, I wasn't a fan of that ending. I, I don't believe that Miles just had the willpower out of nowhere to just control the symbiote. And then that it's almost been completely ignored in this. Like, I, I'm not faulting this book for what happened at the end of Miles. I feel like. It just wasn't communicated very well, but so I, I like you said, we were talking about last episode that like, what if what if Carnage is lulling into a false sense of security to give him some hope, and then just takes control of him immediately, and then that's sort of what happens. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, um, you know, if you are if you haven't been following the books along and you're just waiting for everything to get done and then you want to finally read something but you don't want to read all of this event, I would say that you could definitely skip the Miles issues and you wouldn't know the difference. 
Yeah. Uh, Miles is the most skippable of everything, other than maybe Symbiote Spider-Man tie-in. Clearly, after reading this issue, yeah, it's it's just just a waste. Well, so. and Scream, you could skip too, right? Well, no, we, <laughs> we'll get, we will get into that. Hey, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get, get into that. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about, I guess, Carnage. Carnage's new look, because now he kind of bonds. Carnificent. Then, <laughs> now, first off, yeah, folks are saying that, oh, he just killed Venom. No! He just bonded with him for a second. He's just gonna spit him out. He's gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine. Friggin like, fine. like I was saying, Mania was absorbed by the Venom symbiote for how many years? And spit it out just, yeah, just fine. Spat it back. Spat it back out, yeah. He'll be fine. But yeah, um, fine. so... I was gonna call this, uh, Legends, Legend Carnage, cause he kinda looks like the, the Lord of Darkness, and then I think Ryan Segment called him, called him, Devil Carnage. Devil Carnage, but yeah. then, but then Orion said he looks like Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> he just Carnificent. Because he's got the horns and he's got the he's wings, got, like, little shoulder pads, and he has the wings, and he turns into a dragon. So man, I'm never going to be able to unsee that. Yeah, oh. he's straight up Angelina Jolie Maleficent. That's he's what he's he is. magnificent. Yes, yes, he's he's skinny. He he's got the jawline. Yep, he's he's just straight up Maleficent. But yeah, I just want—I just want to say that uh, Ryan Stegman, he did such an amazing job on the design. Dark Knight Carnage, Carnificent, whatever you want to call him, he looks badass, and I just love his design. After when I mean, he Bruce is Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I guess. Brock is Prince Philip who has to go kiss Bruce to wake him up. <laughs> the prince has a name? <laughs> yeah. Casual. I didn't, I didn't know he had a name either. Wow. Casual. Me and our Disney boys over here. Casual. Well, yeah. Uh, there was something else we were going to say. Um, oh, yeah. There was that variant that was called Anti-Symbiote Spider-Man. Now, all of the other uh, books had variants of a of a concept that was in the book. So, do you think that was Ganger Miles or Venom Hulk? Right, yeah, yeah so... I, 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 think yeah. It, I think it must have been one of those rewrites where it's just like, maybe Spencer's like, well, what if I tie this into my book and we, like, change it a bit or something? Right. Because yeah, I, 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 I thought they, the ASM tie-in right, was sorry, done pretty well, all things considered. Like, we see that, that basically the moment right before the ASM tie-in in this issue. So, that was very cleanly put in there. Right, yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm just, you know, this is also the last one they had the uh, hot uh, variants that were connecting. That was like a um that was an object to to X Men, and they don't have a fifth one for that. So, yeah, but as we were saying, there 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 seems to be a lot of things that had to be changed up because of the rewrite. But they will see some more of that when we hit issue five. But who knows? Um, yeah, another thing I was going to say too, yeah, so, like, in the last closing pages of the issue, we see Eddie, he's, uh, finding out from Miles that the, uh, the maker wasn't, um, wasn't destroying the codexes. It turns out, like, the machine was collecting them. This whole maker time. doing something nefarious? I'm shocked! <laughs> what a and, twist. Uh, and then, yeah, so then, 
Eddie, you know, he's down his hope, and then he uses the the punchy glove, the power glove, <laughs> and he uh, pretty much bonds with all the codexes and makes a new suit out of himself. Now, will this be a temporary suit? Uh, I'm not sure, but I, you know, he's pretty much looking like Venom again with wings. So, yeah, that was so cool to see him to see him do that because I expected. You know, I was expecting Eddie to get Venom back by the end of this issue. I wasn't expecting, you know, anything with with the Carnage taking Venom. And then at the end, Eddie bonds with these six, seven... How many codexes were in that? Was I, it looked like there was a lot. And that, well, that's the other thing, too. Four, though, right? Yeah, I no, think it was, like, it was just four, right? I think it was just the four from the Avengers. It was just from the Avengers. Oh, no, it seemed like there was a lot. The separation anxiety ones as well, though, right? Well, do we know they? if they took those or not? Must have. Yeah. No, no, no. Before the Avengers even got there. No, because we're, uh, weren't the uh, symbiotes bonded to the Maker? He got the Codex. Well, though. yeah, but the Codex is the... But that also includes how cars they take his off of his corpse, you think? Well, like, Would that include how cars? We may find out in, in issue 19. Mm. We're not sure yet. I don't so. know. Basically, <laughs> he just has a whole... A lot of codexes that we didn't know could bond into symbiotes, which is, which is kind of different because, like, uh, when they first showed it off, wasn't uh, Flash just like a little speck of like white, right? Like, wasn't just like a little speck of something? I don't know. Something. Yeah, we're not, we're not sure, but yeah. Uh, it's but yeah, some from... kind of some kind of MacGuffin, right? Yeah. So. But yeah. pretty much that whole. Uh, those those scenes of the ending of the issue that was pretty much my favorite part. Uh, it kind of got me psyched, and you know I can't really wait for Absolute Carnage number five next month. So my my favorite part of the book, like I really I, I did overall enjoy the book, other than the Miles thing, I was just more confused about than anything. Yeah. But I think my favorite part was definitely that Carnage taking a peek into Hulk's mind and seeing the green door and all that. <laughs> Thought that was cool. Did you have a favorite yeah. scene, uh, Allie? Like I said, like I said, definitely Cap Shield. That was just that was awesome and such like a redeeming thing for him because he's always viewed himself as a bad guy. He's never really viewed himself as a good person, and here he is carrying the shield of none other than Captain America. Like I want that as a poster to hang on my living room wall, almost. Like that was so cool. The art for sure <laughs> to use yep. for poster. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I guess we can pretty much wrap that issue up there. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I guess we could talk about the file at the end. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so like, the other three had, like, files at the end. Uh, this one was about prisoner Brock's, Brock Edward, prisoner ID ASM 300. Not 299, mind you, it was ASM 300. And I guess he was being interviewed by someone named Larson, which is which yeah. obviously a callback to Eric Larson. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and this seems like it 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 took place um, after Sticks touched him back in maybe like three forty, three forty two, or something like that. But uh, this was written by a uh, Clay McLeod Chapman, who who will be writing the new Scream series, and. I, it was very different. This made Eddie look like a complete loon who was tearing off his skin. Yeah. And that's not something you associate with Eddie as tearing off his skin. Look, I, it, it's inside me, right? And also, uh, cracking about his mom telling him yeah, stuff that, like that yeah. doesn't, that doesn't, no. Right. 
So, like, he didn't have a mom, so he shouldn't have made a joke saying, well, like, my mom always said. But, of course, it, you know, it's probably just a, a, a phrase, but... but See, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I sort of, I sort of theory, made a little theory that it's, like, if this is, it doesn't line up with original Eddie at this time. And so, I, I feel like it could all just be bullshit. He could be lying to the guy just to try to get an insanity plea. Like when he tried to fake his innocence later with trial and whatnot, and say, "Oh, it was all the symbiote who did it." Right. Yeah. I completely forgot about the files at the end, so I didn't even read them. But for what you guys are saying, that doesn't sound like Eddie, especially the skin part. That's just, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds out of place. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. Next book. <laughs> yep. So we're gonna move okay, on to uh, we're gonna move on to Absolute Carnage Scream Number Three. This is the one I bet. Do uh, we want to talk about Allie's Scream right now? Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> I feel like Scream's yeah. gonna be another big thing. Do we fine. Just hit the other two books out of the way. It's fine. Go ahead, we'll do Scream. Let's let's just do it. Okay. Let's just jump right into it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> So, Scream number three, uh, we all had our different theories, like, what's gonna happen? Because we know there's a new Scream series coming, but, uh, it says there's gonna be a new host, so who's the new host? Let yeah. it be known, since day one, I said it was Andy, and I was right, so suck it. Yeah, Spoilers. Like that, that was the most. <laughs> and yet, you still me. doubted me. You still said, no, it's, well, it's no, not I, it, Andy. It, it, it <laughs> Not Andy. The biggest surprise for it not being Andy was full of woman. The whole scream is that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Other people said that, not me. Yeah, yeah. I I will say the biggest surprise was the fact that how quiet Bun was being about it. I'm like, well, why is Bun not writing it if it's if it's Andy? And we'll get into that later. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. But it, it was great. You know, I like it. I like the fact that's Andy. I was kind of rooting for her to be the next Scream because I just couldn't really see Patricia carrying a book and poor Patricia. I mean, she really got the short end of the stick on this. Press F in the chat. Yeah, I mean, she's basically just the Lee Price or like just another like Angelo. No one really cares about her. She felt, I mean, you know. She felt to me as kind of like a Anna. And Andy, like, I kind of feel like you could have put anybody in Patricia's place and it would really have made a difference. That's what I was saying. Like, why didn't they just make it Donna as a skeleton? Like, there was no reason to have Patricia. And if you're going to kill off Scream, why not just give Donna just three issues, let her go out with a bang? But no, you had to throw in Patricia for no reason. Oh, people I got, like Donna. I think just the give reason her for that issues to die with some dignity, right? Because just like the the friggin' Judge Eckelhart got a whole symbiote Spider-Man issue to himself, I feel like this was just wrapping up the host who had some sort of Venom symbiote, and I guess Bun, for whatever reason, really likes things from that series, so he just wanted to. Yeah, but still, though, off. like. Folks like Donna, folks like Scream, you didn't have to throw in Patricia because you you wasted time on the first first issue explaining. You who could she always is. try. You could always make the argument that a, a dead person is much less willing to break control of Carnage's control. I mean, I guess, but still, though, oh, I, just I, just I wanted more thing. Donna. Okay, that's all I want to say. <laughs> Give me Donna. 
Now, I don't care about Patricia. I, what I will say is, uh, Tyler, I'm glad uh, on Twitter earlier you did point out that uh, Colin Bud did uh, give some hints and Easter eggs from, I believe it was a Carnage USA, where yeah. Cletus and Flash used the hook on his back. And yeah, yeah, because you have Andy saying, a, a moment I really appreciated where she's like, like, uh, what do I do, coach? And she's like, I gotta make a Hail Mary play. So I, I, as a, as an Agent Venom fan, I really love those little nods to Flash, and she still misses him a lot. And then, but yeah, she's like, and like, what would Flash do in this situation? And in this situation, get and die Flash would get, put Carnage on. would lift her up onto, onto a meat hook, just like he did with Flash and, yeah. uh, Carnage USA. Now, right, so, yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about Carnage. So, (laughs) right. So, in the second issue, it made it pretty obvious that the last page was changed to Norman. Like, like you could see the symbol still on his chest. Yeah, you 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 see a faint pencil of the dragon symbol on his chest. Right. You could see like the spikes on his ribs, on his back. You could see where where the where the symbol on his forehead would be. Then even on this one, like on the cover, he he has the symbol on his forehead. And I don't know why they made it into Norman. I'm guessing it was just for the aesthetic, so it looks like him. But then they say, oh, well, I fought you in this last one. But the last time Carnage fought Mania, that was Cletus. Yeah, Norman yeah. wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, Norman yeah. would not have those memories, so... Yeah, so I'm thinking they just did it so they could have him have a less powerful Carnage, but also have a classic Scream versus Carnage fight. But it's yeah, not I, really Carnage, and it's see, not really Scream that's, either. That's the problem I'm kind of having with this because it seems like Norman is, for some whatever reason, he's like in multiple places at once in all these tie-ins, and we're not yeah. even sure where they take place, and he's just there to just to. Get the codex, but somehow he—he's the only one who's failed up to this point. He hasn't really yeah. gotten a lot of codexes for for Cletus at all. No, and like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, there was some A plus writing there, though. You know, like, you know, like what they say, Donna, Donna, Patricia, scream, we're we're dead. <laughs> Dead. It's just dead on the floor. I thought that was kind of funny. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know why they went with Norman over Cletus, but... Uh, I mean... Anyway. Yeah, yeah during, during the book, yeah, there were there were moments that did feel a little tense. You know, I kind of felt Annie was going to die, but she wasn't, clearly. Obviously. And, and, one, and one other thing I, I, I want to do point out, I think Norman actually... Uh, referred to Scream at, like saying like her as her symbiotic sister. Did you oh, guys yeah. catch that? Oh yeah. Well, I, I, oh yeah. He called her his um his big sister. Yeah. Right. Oh, Got yeah, that cool. acknowledgement. So yeah. that 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 I'll give points for. So at least they did that. So like another little small a small tiny little nitpick I'll say is that a uh, Bun has never wrote Carnage as a redneck, and I'm pretty sure this is just her. I'm pretty sure this is just uh, this is Andy like making fun of him, but Andy calls him a redneck serial killer who's who's also sexist. You know, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure it's just a joke. But Bun never wrote Cletus as a redneck, which is why I loved him like every time he wrote him. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. 
Stop making Cletus a redneck, please. I love Cletus as a redneck, though. I hate it. You know what? <laughs> we didn't get a new video today, did we? Nope. Nope. There was no new video today. Huh. That's interesting. I think it's over. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, when I read Cletus's voice, I don't read it with any kind of, like, southern redneck accent at all. Like, once Andy said that, it reset the voice of my head, and then it immediately switched to the, the country bears thing from the cartoons. <laughs> I'm Cletus Cassidy. I love that line. I'm the real Cletus. So Cause I'm Cletus Cassidy. So funny. <laughs> But also, so I, I like I like that Annie's big plan was I've got a knife. <laughs> right. Cletus just or Cletus Norman Carnage, he just rips Damn. it out of her hand immediately, and puts they, her on a hook. They were trying to throw yeah. back to the to the sonic knife back in back sonic in the, uh, knife, yeah, the fire that's, knife. That's what yeah. I was thinking because yeah. didn't Andy like didn't she light it on fire for a second? Yes, and it was back, on fire. Back when Eddie killed Scream. I'm thinking that's what was gave the fatal blow was a knife that he had superheated in a furnace. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's correct. Right. right, and then Scream was was like murdering all her friends with the with a sonic knife, so Scream doesn't have a good history with knives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, we need to keep knives away from Scream. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, as, as you guys know, as as soon as when Norman killed uh, Patricia, the Scream symbiote bonds to Andy. And she's now the new Scream. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, I don't know if you guys caught it, but did she use the Hellfire powers when she spat out the yeah. at Norman? Yeah, yeah she yes. used like a mouth, mouth like, like, I don't know, like a Godzilla flash ray thing. And um, even, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Tyler. Yeah, you go ahead, Tyler. Uh, I wasn't saying anything. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, well, sorry, now... Her design changed a little bit. I was kind of thinking it was just the shading, but her uh, arms and legs turned kind of turned black, and the hair turns black. You know, the you know, face turns know red the, too. Right. Of course, we don't know if this is going to be the final design for the new series. You know, like who who has who has any idea now, right? But I'd love a bit of know. redesign for, for uh, Andy at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, yeah. Right. So I guess let's talk about the history then. Are we good with talking about history now? Like the future, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so uh Andy is now the new Scream. She is now gonna have a new series called Scream Curse of Carnage. We know Venom will be in it, we know Spider Man's gonna be in it, but now we just have so so many questions now because Bun's not writing it. Nope. And we and a few of us asked him, and he was kind. I mean, he 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 said what? He said like, "Oh, well, very that's a cryptic story, Like dot dot dot. Yeah, he made it sound like they didn't want him on it. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. know. We know we know in the past, Bun has been pushing so hard for a, an Andy series or Mania series or something, and trying to get even her cameos and everything, and trying to get her everywhere. And so it, it's very odd. Could- I think he posted a tweet with the cover of this issue with the caption being something on the lines that's it, it was last. Yeah. Well yeah, then he was like posting a lot of like ellipses too, so it kinda made it sound like he was like ah, well, I guess it's over now, you know, just kinda being kind of upset about it, but you know, 
that may just be us reading into it kind of sort of no, differently. Like, like, here's exactly what he said to you, Aaron, when you said, like, why aren't you writing the new Scream series? And he says, a strange tale that, but they have a good writer on board. So that yeah. immediately sets off some, like, warning signs in my head. <laughs> like, what's going on here? But, yeah, for, for those that missed it, yeah, earlier today, Colin Bunn pretty much... I don't know if he confirmed it, but he's, it looks like he's gonna, he's not gonna be writing for Marvel for quite a while, and who knows if he ever will come back, but. Yeah. At least for symbiote stuff, and specifically. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it's tragic that, you know, we, we've all been clamoring for a Mania series for such a long time, and, and Bun has been fighting for it, and we finally get something like it, and Bun's just not attached to it, which is just, you know, it's sad. Very Right. Um, I would hate to be that guy, but all of Bun's previous things on, on, on any you know, like Venomized, like things like that, have all had lukewarm responses, and his pulls with Mania had just have not worked out. So I'm kind of thinking they're saying, "Hey, man, we're going to give someone else a try with Andy because it doesn't exactly seem what you're doing is working." Well, I, that, I would, that I would argue, harsh, but I would argue you know, maybe that trying to see what someone else can do. I would argue yeah, that perhaps Bun doesn't work too well writing Eddie Brock's Venom, but he does well enough with with Andy, you know. Yeah, he did a I mean, great job with Andy with this series because this is thing I think that I've read with. I was mostly reading this for Andy, honestly, because I don't didn't never really care about Patricia, and I really don't care that she's dead now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So well, this is what I, I said. Like, what sorry, you, you go ahead, bud. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say my been Andy would somehow get the Mania symbiote back. Any series, but this is something I'll accept. You know, she's still Andy with the symbiote, so I, you know, I can be happy with that. But it just—it definitely isn't the best case scenario, but it's far from the worst case scenario. Right. Uh, I think this is the quote-unquote best thing for her because, uh, I mean, Mania just has not worked out. But you can still get a a whole lot of folks folks for Scream because you know Scream does have sort of sort of a following. You know. You know. Female symbiote, you know, you know, like Daughter of Venom, all that stuff. And I, I think Scream would pull more readers in than Mania. And, I mean, you can make it Scream, but now it's attached onto Andy, so you get the best of both worlds. I mean, I would like her to be as Mania, and I would like to see Donna as Scream, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So. Yes, yeah, sadly. <sighs> Yeah, how, but, do, yeah. how, how do the other people feel about Andy being the new Scream, Orion? And it? well, I love. I it. mean, I'm I'm all for it. I I just hope that when Persa Connors, I just hope it it's just well executed, and, and let's just see how it goes. You know, that's all we can do. I'm completely hyped for her to be. At first, I was kind of iffy because I was, you know, wanting her to get Mania back, but the more I kind of thought about it and hold the idea around in my head. I was kind of like, yeah, this needs to happen. We need to give this goth chick a symbiote. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and it finally happened, and I was so happy. Yeah, I definitely like the... Um, I like that we're going to get more of Andy now in the future. And I think it's it's really fitting for her to be the new screen 
because she's really risen as a uh, female symbiote character in recent history, and we haven't had a really prominent one since Scream. So it just makes sense, I think, to combine the two, and uh, I think it's going to do pretty well. Here's hoping it's not canceled after six issues. <laughs> I think it probably will. I think it probably will, honestly, but we'll see. That's a nightmare situation for me. I'm petrified that we're going to get, you know, six, seven issues into Scream's ongoing, and Marvel's just going to be like, nope, we're done. That's it. Game over. I can't, I can't go through another Love This Nova. Please. My, yeah. my, 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 mean, hope, my hope is 12. I want 12 issues at minimum. Well, yeah. I'm thinking they could do... They could do a lot more things because, like, isn't in the second issue, uh, she's fighting Big Mother who has ties to Grendel, Mephisto. Well, like Grendel too, right? But, um, but yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do a lot of you know hell stuff. So you could bring back Donna. You can bring back Flash. Maybe, man, this you know since since he's obviously down in hell, right? And maybe get rid of Valhalla, Valhalla, baby. Man, yeah, but if this this just makes it even more tragic that Bun's not writing it because this could have been his chance to finally conclude the descent. Right. That I just saw on his Twitter, he said, uh, he said, um, someone asked him, "You still have to bring back Flash?" Then he says, "Seems like they'll have to fall to someone else." So, I, he sounds kind of disappointed. Uh, I mean, I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but maybe I'm it is a. Though. Because we you know, know maybe it is a good idea to let someone else try it out. It's going to be in another issue with her, so I wonder if they, them two, will have a talk about Flash. Same linking thing between Spidey and her, basically. Nah. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Anything else to say about the issue, or I think that pretty much I'm good. It. I'm just excited for her ongoing. Yeah. I think we all, I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. This gets canceled, guys. I'll probably get to see me cry on camera twice, but for a totally different reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and move on to another conclusion to a tie-in arc: Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool number three. And this one, I feel like, kind of flops. Yeah, yeah, uh, this yeah, was I mean, definitely. <laughs> like I thought, the other yeah. two issues were all right in what they were trying to do, but then this sort of just. <laughs> I mean, I kind of had fun with it. It was it was hilarious. I mean, it had its moments. You know, it wasn't perfect, but I, it was still entertained. So, I mean, there was a lot of things things like you could have done with you know with with um. Let's see, like what happened in that? Uh, well, well, you had Spider Man, and Spider Man got captured by Carnage, and you could have done a lot with that, but. They didn't really do anything. It's like, oh, look, we're here for five seconds, and then... I don't know. You know, I was, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel I, about it either. I'll, I'll point out that I think... Um, I, I forget who the writer of this series is, but I think he pulled off the, um, the comedy stand-up special uh, rule of, you know... You introduce an ongoing joke kind of in the beginning. Uh, you don't use it for a while, and then you sting him in the end with it. And in the end, you know, Carnage makes his uh, pineapple pizza joke again. <laughs> so I like the dedication there to the comedy. 
Yeah, Frank Gehry really, is the writer. It was a really, really funny issue, and Deadpool's comment about getting Noel one of those chairs that massages your butt had me in tears. Yeah. Uh, I, I did like Spider Spider Man was like, I'm not like Deadpool, like I don't make stupid lame jokes about chimichangas and B. Arthur. <laughs> I mean the whole the whole issue kinda of centered around them like trying to reconcile their friendship because apparently, you know, Deadpool was taking it so personally that Spider Man left him behind and like and while they were finding Norman, like even Norman was kind of he seemed a little like a, a total klutz, like trying to rip out his spine. But then he had like dynamite stuffed in his spine; they just blew blew him to bits. And then like pretty much like after that, it just pretty much ends like two weeks after the whole event. And you know Peter feels bad, you know, for abandoning him, and they're trying to reconcile. And then it turns out like. His legs grew back weeks ago, and so he made him do all those things for him in his house, like make him food, pamp- pampering him, and all that. And he just got pissed off. It. So that was pretty much the funny part of the issue. So. And then spoiler: Spider-Man lives after absolute carnage. Oh my god! Spoiled the uh, whole event right there. Spoiled yeah. it. Ruined it. Yeah, I don't know. Just again, not only does the Norman thing feel very awkward with how he's just everywhere in this event right now. But then also just the fact this whole like confrontation with Dark Card, it just felt really weird. Comes to them later. So it was just really awkwardly placed into the story, so I don't know how it fits. It's just Oh well I actually I forgot this. Well, they they were captured and then they were brought to his lair and then the whole bomb pretty much blew up the whole base, pretty much. So yeah. Yeah, uh, the uh, art was kind of confusing. I mean, yeah. it was kind of hard to tell who was who because, like, half the time, Dark Carnage didn't have a symbol. And I don't know, like, he just kind of looked like too much like the others because the others weren't like the other, what are they called? Like, uh, they, they called? weren't zombie oats, they just, they called, like the zombie They just straight like, up looked like, like, they straight up looked like more Carnages. Yeah, so it was pretty confusing to look at, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I just really wish the artist had at least done, like, the black and red thing to signify classic Carnage, Norman, but... You know, I just noticed, uh, there are a few scenes where Norman kind of looks like he has cornrows on the top of his Looking head. at that right now, yeah. And I, I mean, don't know seriously? if that's intentional or not. Yeah, I have no idea if that's intentional, but that is hilarious. That's hilarious. What, was it this issue? I think it was this issue. They get mixed up in my head. Was it this one where Norman Carnage had like the octopus tentacles where in one panel? Yes. Was that was yes. He, he was using those shape shifting to pull, pull the band up here. Yeah, but there's like three panels where it looks like he just has cornrows and that, that should have stayed. <laughs> that should have been like it. It would have been like. It's like one thing that like tells him apart. It's like, oh, well, he's, he's not Cletus because he has cornrows. It's, it, it, <laughs> it's kind of reminiscent of, uh, Venom Pool's Jerry Curls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Venom Pool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't like saying that name. <laughs> Again, folks, nothing really much happens. It's just a basic conclusion. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, overall, you could also write this tie-in out of the main continuity because, you know, Wade blows up bases and you see them in the main series and they're not blown up. It's like, well, 
that didn't really yeah. matter. So, right, so this is going to lead into uh, Ravencroft, uh, because now the whole place is exploded, right? And there's going to be a... I mean, I mean, that's what they said, though, right? Like, the whole thing thing is gone, right? So I this guess. is going to lead into Frank, Frank Terry, right? He's uh, writing uh, Carnage Ravencroft, and I don't know how that's going to be related to Carnage, because yeah. it's about the history, but... But, yeah. And then, and then we get a five-issue mini after that, don't we? Uh, I got no idea. Something? I don't know, there's so many books. I mean, all in all, in all like, for me, I was kind of hoping this was going to be more focused on Deadpool bursting against Dark Carnage, like the actual Cletus Cassidy, but it was just pretty much him sending his lackeys and Norman after him, and that's pretty... It's like a cat-and-mouse three-part issue. It, it, it definitely it definitely would have been better, I think, if we... if. If Cletus took it more personally and personally went after Cletus because we get a rematch yeah. that way, even though he's obviously way more powerful, I still think yeah. it would have been better than just sending minions after him. Like, here's everyone's favorite villains, Will the Wisp, Freak, and Conundrum to go after Deadpool. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. And uh, we'll move on to our final issue for review, which is Absolute Carnage, Avengers number one. This one, I'm lukewarm on. I, I mean, to me, this was another almost pointless issue, I would say, because I don't think it really had too much bearing on what happens in the main book. I mean, you see where the Avengers finally come into the story, but it's like... Eh. Whatever. It, it, yeah, because it, t- it definitely takes place, I think, before Absolute Carnage 3. And I did mention earlier to Orion that they did kind of tie up some loose ends. Uh, you know, Hawkeye, he's pretty much, I guess, searching for the San Francisco operations base from Cletus. I, I did I did like them tying up that loose end, because otherwise we would have been like, wait, that's still there. <laughs> Right, yeah. but I'm, I, I'm still not sure what the spire was there for. That's the one little issue I have with this book. I I appreciate them like fires are full, like they sort of set up like it draws pheromones for the symbiote and stuff. I just kind of wish they had established this earlier, so then it would have been <laughs> you know a, a bigger deal to us. You know what? I just figured it out. Uh, they had the spire from like way back. Like, the first time we saw the Spire was in Web of Venom Unleashed, right? Yeah. So, when this book, we're just going to be four issues, not five, right? I'm pretty sure the whole thing was going to happen inside of the Spire here. But then, after they made it into five issues, they had to change it up. Uh, yes, that no, maybe. Me. Yeah, so maybe this was supposed to be where the main story took place in the actual book, so they made it an event. And that would also explain why this book was sort of delayed, because they had to change it. Yeah, I was about to say, I they mean, delayed I mean, this, right? Yeah. Yeah, not only delayed it, but, thing, but then they also added another, another writer. They added, like, Leah Williams was originally writing this, and then now she's only half of the team who did plot, and then Zach Thompson did the script by himself. Which is also weird because because only one full story. Like it's not like it's two stories, which is kind of weird. But yeah, I don't know. Just general, generally more of the weird stuff going on with absolute carnage is a little suspect. 
Little suspect. Honestly, I, I did generally enjoy it. I, I'm a fan of Hawkeye. I, I kind of like that he had to do it all by himself while the Avengers get all team up together. And then... Yeah. He had an AirPods moment, too. <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's not wearing his hearing pods. He can't hear us. <laughs> I, noticed, I, noticed, I noticed that part. So actually, I've read with Hawkeye, because my only exposure to Hawkeye before this was solely the MCU, so... Well, the whole issue was, the whole issue was a little bit, eh. It was cool to finally see him in the comics. Very much recommend the Fraction series. I'll check it out. I think I read like uh, the first issue of the Fraction series. It's pretty good. Yeah, so, um, I like seeing the heroes team up and figure out what's going on with Carnage, you know. So, like, in this one, we had some actual competent heroes and not just Eddie Brock, you know, and Spider-Man, right? So, like, you know, it's kind of cool seeing them do that. Um, uh, yeah. Um, one little annoying part, not just this, but in general for this whole event, how Carnage's minions have been portrayed. Right. Sometimes they're just red-faced people. Sometimes they're just normal people with spiral eyes. Sometimes they're Carnages. Sometimes they're Carnage doppelgangers. It's really inconsistent. <laughs> and we really don't know why... Sorry. We really don't know what they're trying to do because they're hunting down codexes, but he doesn't need all these people. He doesn't need this this spire, right? Like he doesn't need it, right? Uh, Unless it's going to happen in the fifth issue where somebody's going to shoot out of it and it's going to make I don't know like a web or something. I don't know. Not to mention it's like right? all for nothing because <laughs> he never even got it. They pretty much you know took off their cortices from the machine and Car- and Carnage doesn't even need them, so there was no point. I mean, he needs the ones I think Eddie has, but it seems like he has most of them. General sense I, I got from this issue was that in some way these spires were at least controlling some portion of Carnage's minions. Like, maybe just these red-faced people. That sounds bad, but... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's just, what they are, though, because they, like, turn their faces red, and then they turn into Carnage, so... Yeah, so, so like, because with the line Wolverine made about the pheromones, it just sounds to... To me, like, for whatever reason, they're somehow controlling part of his population. It was sort right, of like a Norberton situation. Need a population, well, no, just just to screw with people. Like, like that's the reason mm. he put innocent people at these fires, just to screw with the heroes. Mm, okay. Like, just screw with people. Yeah, well, I, I would say, yeah, like I said, overall, this is a meh issue for me. Uh, right, so so we did see dark. one thing. We saw one of the machines from Lethal Protector, and yeah, we were digger. kind of uh, saying beforehand that maybe the woman Hawkeye rescues was Elizabeth from Lethal Protector, too, but that's kind of a stretch. It is a but, It would be yeah, cool if it was. You know, yeah. You know, just like one line where she says, oh, like my name's Elizabeth or something, but, eh, you know. Yeah. See, with all the stuff Hawkeye has to go through to get her, yeah. yeah, like, why rescue her, right? Just one person, right? But, yeah. You know, between this issue and uh, the previous issues uh, where Eddie was in New York and having to deal with the uh, the people coming from the underground, I, I really do hope that at some point Eddie returns to San Francisco. I think he was doing pretty well over there, and I'd love to have him go back instead of, you know, becoming just another hero in New York. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that, actually. So, one question I had. I will say, 
I know it covers Lie all the time, but I am slightly disappointed we didn't get to see Hawkeye in his classic costume. I love Hawkeye's classic costume. And is is Hawkeye on the cover to Absolute Carnage number five? Or no? I think so. Well, he wasn't the last issue for sure, though, right? Um, I don't see him on the cover, but but then again, the covers don't really say anything at all. But he wasn't yeah. an issue four, like you're right, and I don't know if we saw him at the end of the last Venom issue either. I don't, I don't think we did. That's I, a good I, point. I, hmm. I don't think he was in that either. I think he just got killed, and he's the one major death in this book. <laughs> no, friggin', we just saw the friggin' the Quinjet come to pick him up. He's like, I'm coming to New York. Exactly. So it's. I mean, I'm hoping we see him in the fifth issue. Other, it's gonna be weird. Hawkeye's gonna get there. We're right. like, yeah, we did it already. Don't worry about it. The uh, <laughs> yeah. the Quinjet. Hawkeye's gonna get there and be running late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, guys. I just got an update. The Quinjet uh, went down over Ohio. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't make that stuff crash over Ohio. I live here. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, I think that's a good point to put a pin in today's episode. Listen in next week as we review Absolute Carnage Lethal Protectors number three. You can listen to We Are Venomaniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music and iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. We can also be found on Twitter at WAV underscore podcast. Check out our Discord server and become a member of the audience during our next live recording of We Are Venomaniacs. Join us, won't you? As always, thanks to my fellow co-hosts, Carlos, Tyler, and Aaron, for joining me today. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank See you, you guys. next time. And thank you very much to uh, Allie again for joining us in our final review of Absolute Carnage Screen. No problem, man. Sorry for being so... Sorry for being so quiet. My two... He did not want to sleep tonight. Not a problem, no worries. <laughs> no problem, understood. Alright, and thanks to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support, and finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs. And now, a word from one of our partners at The Collective, a network of superhero podcasts. Hey, Ray. Yes, Connor? What's black and white and red all over? Huh. A newspaper? Not even close. Hmm. A sunburnt zebra? What are you doing, Ray? (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) Into the night. A Moon Knight Podcast. A weekly podcast coming to you from the High Priest of Conchu. Available on all good podcast catchers. <laughs> <laughs>